0: The Miami Dolphins did not play their best offensive football in week 11 coming off the bye, but managed to win 20 to 13. And to just quote Al Davis, just win, baby. You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I am your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co host of Locked On NFL Scouting. With Joe Marino, you can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster, faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL. It's post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Club Dub. It's been a minute. And I know there's a lot of folks who are checking in at the club this evening are probably a little bit salty about the team's performance with a 20 to 13 victory over the Raiders in which the Dolphins had a lot of self-inflicted wounds and played sloppy football at times. There's a lot to correct. There's no doubt about that. But I go back to week 1. I think about week 1. And Mike McDaniel in the locker room after the game said, "Hey, defense, at some point this year, we are going to need you." to win us a football game, and you made the stops we needed you to at the end against the Chargers. Fast forward to week 11. The Dolphins, despite the fact that they rolled up 422 yards of offense, and Tua Tagovailoa was 19 of 21 in the first half and on pace to throw for over 400 yards in this football game, and uh, the Dolphins had some success running the football. You know, they had 100 yards collectively as a team before they kneel down on the final play of the game. The Dolphins... Did not do well on third down. The Dolphins turned the ball over several times within their own scoring territory. They gave him an explosive play to Devontae Adams for a touchdown. The only, only, quote unquote, only scored 20 points. And they need the defense for the second consecutive game to pitch a second half shutout for the Dolphins to emerge victorious and push their record to 7-3. and three. But you know what? Here at Club Dub, we don't apologize for wins. Okay, They come in all different shapes and sizes. And they come in all different fashions and they come in all different flavors. And this one might be a little bitter for some people's taste buds. And that's okay. At the end of the day, it is 117th of your season. And we understand collectively, as fans of this team, that this team is capable of playing better football than Julian Hill in a two minute offense situation and a golden opportunity to double dip, to start to the middle eight. Last possession of the first half. The Dolphins getting the ball to start the second half. Julian Hill catches a ball at the first down marker and fumbles and gives the Raiders three points. Tua tonga scrambling for a first down. And as his wrist hits the ground, the ball pops out, and you give the Raiders another three points. Coming out to start the second half, and Jalen Waddle crosses the face of the safety, with about three acres worth of grass to run to to the sideline, and Tua Tonga-Valoa tries to throw up the 50-50 ball vertically down the field for an interception. You know what the defense did? They took a big step back and said, okay, bet. We'll do it ourselves. That's fine. And that is, it was not the perfect complementary football game. But it was a game in which the Dolphins won in a different way than you probably have been accustomed to seeing them win this year. While also the Dolphin and Mike McDaniel was kind of salty about this in post-game press conference. He like looked at his notes jokingly. He was like, how many yards do we have today? Oh, 422. Sorry, we didn't meet your standard. You're going to need to score more than 20 points. You're going to need Jason Sanders to not miss another 50 plus yard field goal. You're going to need to figure out your short yardage offensive calls All of these things are questions, and they're developing storylines throughout the season, and there's no doubt about it. The Dolphins are down inside the five-yard line going for it on fourth and fourth down in a short-yardage situation. They've had some success resetting the line of scrimmage and running the ball. We're going to run a perimeter screen to Tyreek Hill, and as he catches the ball, he's going to take a helmet off his hand, and it's going to send him back to the locker room and miss miss a possession in the first half. Now, Jalen Waddle. I think if you're looking for things to get excited about, Jalen Waddle turned the volume up. Tyreek Hill goes off. Jalen Waddle says, okay, let me remind you all. I was a top 10 overall pick at the NFL draft in 2021. And he looked big time. Now we didn't see Jalen again for the majority of the game. And I think that is one of the more, I don't want to say frustrating storylines of the season, but, but uh, it feels like that's where there's some room to grow as the dolphins continue to work through this season and they get themselves in a position to win more football games and look at a postseason run. Finding more ways to keep Jalen Waddle more involved in the offense, and we said it about a month ago, is something that we're going to need to watch. But more so than anything else, these third down and fourth down short yardage calls have got to go, especially when you have some of the success – that Miami had running the football throughout the course of this football game. Now, they didn't dominate up front by any means, but Raheem Mostert rushed for 86 yards. Devon Achan made a very brief cameo in this football game. You could tell that Savon Ahmed kind of took some of the um, designed and scheme touches that Devon Achan was supposed to have, including a touchdown reception. But uh, Ahmed touched the ball six times for 31 yards and a touchdown. You probably think HN who they got onto the field very early at a one yard rush. Um, and then got kind of got fallen on Mike McDaniel said in the post game, it was the same knee that he had just come off of injured reserve from having a sprain with. Uh, and they wanted to be a little cautious about it. They did say they got good feedback from the training staff at halftime and at the end of the first half, but he felt it would be quote unquote unfair to HN to reinsert him back into the game at that stage of the game. So uh, offensively. Yeah. I know that's where all these questions are going to lie well, to a tongue of low. If you think he had an un, uncharacteristically poor performance, I, I would say there was some, some rhythm stuff that was out of sync, but he was 28 to 39 for 325 yards and two touchdowns. And I think the interception was a miscommunication with hit, with Waddle where I, I think the obvious decision is they're in a too high safety look that you don't have leverage, throw that ball to the sideline outside the numbers and let him carve it down and run to it. You might not get the home run ball, but you're going to get a 30-plus yard gain out of it. And if he breaks one tackle, then you can get the house call. We talk about this Dolphins defense, uh, third consecutive game I believe in which they held the opposing team to under 300 yards of total offense. Uh, this team is going to be on the up as it pertains to uh, total defense, scoring defense. That trend's probably going to continue. You play the Jets uh, this next upcoming week. They have been struggling offensively. They want a short week. Uh, There's a lot of additional storylines to get to. I want to talk a little bit about the Raiders, the respect I have for their performance, and Antonio Pierce. We'll talk about all of that next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. These days, every potential new hire feels like a high-stakes wager for you and your small business, You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you are hiring. And simple tools like screening questions allow you to focus in on candidates with just the right skills. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on That's linkedin.com slash locked on to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. I need to ask you a very serious question. You ever have trouble performing? You ever out with your partner and feel like you just can't get the job done? Does it get worse when there's more people around? Does it get especially bad with guacamole? I'm talking about weak chips, the ones that can't handle a hearty scoop of guac. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips understands the pain of trying to dip with a weak tortilla chip. No one wants to go soft on the guac. Well, I got good news for you because Zach's Mighty are made the right way. They're cut from actual tortillas so they are sturdy corny, organic, and they will take your tailgate to the next level. They are now available in Publix in sea salt, lime, and nacho flavors. You can find them in the deli section with the dips. So head on over to Publix, grab a bag of Zach's Mighty, and scoop that guac like the stud that you are. So I was going to make a LinkedIn and Raiders coaching search job, but uh, I would love to see Antonio Pierce get a real crack uh, I respect the heck out of the way that the Raiders played this football game. Uh, when we did the crossover Thursday with Q, uh, we talked about my expectations for the game. And I said, you know, this is going to be a blue collar effort by the Raiders. Do not be surprised if you get into the final 20, 30 minutes or 20, 15 minutes of the game. And it's a one score game. My final score prediction was 27 to 13. Well, it finished 20 to 13. I said, you know, look for Miami to post that backbreaking play late. That blows this thing open and makes it a multi-score game. Miami had it. To be completely honest with you, Miami had it because there was a possession late in this football game about midway through the third, the fourth quarter in which the Raiders are in possession of the football and they start inside their own 20-yard line. Aiden O'Connell attempts a pass. a 621 left in the fourth quarter. He double clutches a smoke throw to the perimeter, and it is a backwards pass, and the ball is lying on the ground at the two-yard line. And nobody attempts to pick it up for Miami's defense. I have no idea why. It was egregiously a backwards pass by two yards. And the refs, for whatever reason, also made the decision to blow the ball dead, which it very clearly and egregiously was not. No clue why. That was your chance to break that game open in addition to Miami uh, taking possession of the game with a chance to milk the clock. They take over uh, after Jalen Phillips intercepts Aiden O'Connell on fourth down in plus territory. And that also could have been a pick six, which would have also made it 27-13 if he doesn't run into Christian Wilkins' backside uh, as he is trying to run the ball through uh, the traffic and, and get out into the open space. Miami takes over with 3 or 4 left, and they run on two plays for right a first down. They're trying to kill the clock. The Raiders have one timeout, the two-minute warning to work with. The Dolphins, seven yards, Raheem Mostert, four yards, Raheem Mostert. They push the ball to midfield. Excuse me, they they did not have the two. The, they had all three timeouts, so this was the possession in which Miami needed to kill the timeouts and get first downs. So they get the first down, they burn all three timeouts, and they are faced with third and four with two minutes and 10 seconds left, and it is yet another short yardage situation. Now, third and four is a little bit more third and mid, but it's it's not third and one, it's not fourth and one. It's not fourth and two on the five-yard line, like the play earlier that uh, uh, they had Tyree killed take the loss for. And I really would have just loved to see Miami take the attitude on third, fourth and four. Let's run the darn ball. You know, in all things considered, yeah, the Raiders were were flooding the line of scrimmage and you understand there's, there's the proposition of box counts and there's the proposition of, um, head count and numbers and situational football. And it's not always just as easy as just line up and run the ball. Right. I get it. But, You certainly would have loved to have seen them kill the game in that situation as compared to with two minutes and five seconds left, taking a false start trying to draw a offsides that would get the first down and then punting the ball. And credit to Jake Bailey. Uh, special teams was not a particularly strong suit of this game. Uh, I thought Cedric Wilson fair caught at least one punt that he could have had a return. Jason Sanders missed a 50-plus yard field goal, but he also made a 50-plus yard field goal. Jake Bailey's first punt. Uh, which came late in the second half, uh, win about 30 yards, and gave the Raiders the ball down one score at the 50-yard line. Now, his next one was a pipe bomb. So, credit for sorting it out the next time you had to run out there, and they had to punt three consecutive possessions to end the game offensively. I think I've covered all of my bases from a offense and defense standpoint. Uh, the The Raiders... Came into this game, and here's where I really want to focus my attention right now. The Raiders came into this game having found life with feeding Josh Jacobs the football. The Raiders ran 16 times in this contest for 36 yards. And it's worth remembering, the score never got worse than 20-13. to It was a one-score game the entirety of the football game. The Dolphins, as a matter of fact, scored a touchdown with two minutes and 28 seconds left in the first half to take the lead for good. The entire first half of the game, the Raiders led where it was tied until two minutes and 28 seconds left. And then they kicked the field goal to make it a one-score game, and then the first three possessions of Miami's second half was interception on the first play, missed field goal from Jason Sanders, and then a field goal to make it 17-13. And that one came with five minutes left in the third quarter. For the Dolphins' defense to come out and post 36 yards against the Raiders, Colt Miller didn't play. You acknowledge that. But the identity of this offense was supposed to be, we're going to pound the rock and take some shots. Well, they threw the ball 41 times in a game that was never worse than a seven-point margin. Props. Props to that Dolphins' defense. And we're going to talk about that Dolphins' secondary. Uh, here in just a minute, but I want to make sure that the front seven in a world in which they at times played at a box count disadvantage was able to have the success that they did against the run is a huge feather in the cap of this team against a blue collar team that really did come out here and try to play physical. Respect what the Raiders were able to do from a performance standpoint when there was admittedly a talent disparity between these two teams. Raiders came in hot, Miami off the bye. You'd like to not have the three turnovers offensively, the the two fumbles and the interception, all of which were very easily avoidable plays. But you had them. Just about everything that went wrong, it was a Murphy's Law type of game to a certain degree for the Dolphins because you had three turnovers. You had a missed field goal. You had all these short yardage situations. You were terrible on third down. You gave up a home run ball early in the game. Two of your turnovers were in scoring territory for the opposing offense. There was a lot of not good. And this is a game you very easily could have lost, and we've said it before and we will say it again. You play like this against good teams, you're going to get waxed. You play like this in the postseason, you're going to get waxed. Can't do it. But this is a Raiders team that I know they play the Chiefs twice the rest of the way, but the Chargers lost. They fell to 4-6. and They have the Vikings, the Colts, and the Broncos, in addition to the Chiefs twice. If you told me this team put forth a 9-8 and effort, they lost two games the rest of the way, and won the rest of their football games, and had a chance to backdoor into the playoffs if the the tail end of the AFC playoff field really falls apart, I would not be surprised. Respect the effort that this team put forth. Now, there are some Raiders fans who I heard from all week long who I'll be replying to when we're done talking about the show because I think they got a little bit of a rude awakening. Talked a lot of smack, but that's all in good fun. I'll like some comments. I won't have to reply to all of them, but we'll have some fun with that on the YouTube channel. So we keep your eyes on the comment sections from last week's videos uh, this evening. When I get a chance to sit down, I digress. We're going to talk about the Dolphins secondary next here on this episode of locked on dolphins. So stick with us. It is post game though. It's about five o'clock. You know, you get late at night. It's Sunday night. I can tell you what I did for dinner. I ordered DoorDash. And I got made sure when that game ended and I started getting my notes together. And before I walked upstairs to sit at this computer and record this podcast, you bet your bottom dollar. I hopped on DoorDash and I ordered Green Turtle for me and the family to make sure that we have dinner that's waiting for me when I get downstairs from posting the show and we can eat. It takes the pressure off of having to cook a meal when you get in a pinch. DoorDash has all of your favorite restaurants and also has all of your favorite local retail. So whether you are prepping for your tailgate to take your tailgate to the next level, or you are in a pinch and need a meal for you and the family at home, DoorDash has you covered. So download the DoorDash app and you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and use code LOCKEDON, Lock 23 So that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more with your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change and terms do apply. Game ball goes to Jalen Ramsey. There is no other way around it. And I kind of sat on Jalen Ramsey uh, because I know when when we played the Patriots game, I talked about the tangible difference that Jalen Ramsey was going to provide uh, for this football team. But Jalen Ramsey has two interceptions in this game. The Dolphins have three interceptions as a team, so you you claw back from a three-turnover de- deficit, and you finish this game with three takeaways defensively to go with 296 yards of total offense and to go with, uh, what's the number? 2.3 yards per carry. This defense pitched a shutout in the second half. He won turnover at uh, the time of possession battle. And the play at the end of the game, That is the killer instinct. That is the special breed of football player. That is a play that you as a player either have in your DNA to make or you don't. Because you are covering Devontae Adams in the final minute near midfield in a one-score game. And you sag off and you bait Aiden O'Connell to throw that big post because Javon Holland drives on the crosser over the middle. And credit to Deshaun Elliott, who was the far side safety because he got back there and he could have contested that throw as well. But it was Jalen Ramsey playing off enough and playing with eyes to the backfield enough, but having the, like this, this spatial geometric understanding of how far can I afford to sag off? How can I prompt the throw? What angle do I need to take to drive the ball? Making sure I have the acceleration skills to get and undercut the throw, high-pointing the football to make sure Devontae Adams' hands don't touch the ball at all, and then making the catch and going to the ground and getting your hands underneath the ball while landing directly on the football and knocking the win out of you? like that. <laughs> that is such a special play. It cannot be overstated. Jalen Ramsey has arrived, and with it comes... Uh, a Dolphins defense that will continue to elevate their standing will continue to elevate their game and should continue to elevate your expectations. It was a hell of a play, and the first one was pretty darn good too. Really excited about the defensive performance. I, I you know, you you consider where they started some of these drives. You had the touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. And that play, uh, 46 yards, was, if we're being honest, probably a play in which there was some contact down the field against Deshaun Elliott that some officials might not have agreed with. You don't want to take it away from him. Adams made a play on the ball. He tracked the ball really well. O'Connell put it out in front of him. If he underthrows it, it's probably a pick. Okay, so you you get an explosive play touchdown, 46 yards. The Raiders... Uh, take over, they go seven plays, 14 yards and four minutes and kick a field goal. The Raiders go four plays, three yards and kick a field goal. So two of their three scoring drives in the entirety of this football game, they went 11 plays and gained 17 yards and got six points out of it. That should really emphasize the performance of the defense against Las Vegas. And then you look at the second half. The third quarter, the Raiders had three possessions. They went three plays, eight yards. One play, zero yards. Three plays, nine yards. And then they go six plays, ten yards. And that drive started in the third quarter and went to the fourth quarter. And then they go six plays, 19 yards. So the Raiders gained, they ran 17 plays on the final two possessions when Miami was playing soft and protecting the lead. And they got 117 yards of their 296 in the final five minutes of the game after Jake Bailey put a punt uh 30 yards. Actually, that was the pipe bomb punt. So that was the one that he punted back to the uh to the one-yard line that was returned to the t- to the 13. So Miami's defense to start the second half goes three for eight. 1 for 0 and a turnover, 3 for 9, 6 for 10, 6 for 19, and then has interceptions on the final two possessions. Defense gets the job done. The Dolphins as a team collectively get the job done. They move to seven and three. Uh, The bills and jets are currently playing one another. As I'm recording, it's about five minutes into the second quarter. The bills are up nine to nothing is what the box score currently says. Uh, So we'll see what the final score of that looks like. But Miami looking to extend this stranglehold on the AFC East, a very critical win for them with their big picture aspirations. They get the job done despite not performing to their own standards and everybody else's standards. Collective sigh of relief. But welcome to Club Dove. It's been a few weeks. We're back. Kick your feet up. Make yourself at home. And hopefully we can extend our stay. Our next check-in hopefully is Friday afternoon against the New York Jets. I'm Kyle Krabs. That is going to do it for this post-game episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm out of here. Fin's up. Enjoy the win.